0: Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians, the injury woes continue as Caden Gouley is out for the immediate future. I have thoughts, some good, some bad, all that more inside today's show. Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode seven hundred and ninety-eight of Locked On Canadians. I am your host today. I am Scott Metla. The active stick, Laura Saba, is taking a much-deserved vacation, so I will be running the ship here for the foreseeable future. And as always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are available wherever you get your daily podcast or on YouTube if you're subscribed here, and that goes for all of our Locked On podcast networks shows where you get your team every single day. We're going to jump right into things here. From the last time that I spoke with you on Friday, right after the trade deadline and ended, the Canadians were prepping to play the Anaheim Ducks on Friday night. And when I am actually recording this Sunday at about 8.45 p.m., they just finished playing the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're going to do one thing here. Two games. They lost both. They lost them by a combined total of two goals, 3-2 to the Ducks, 4-3 to the Vegas Golden Knights, and honestly, 10 out of 10 no-notes. Honestly. And I think everyone who listens to this show knows where I stand on the whole tanking thing. I don't mind if this team loses. In fact, they're going to do that a lot. And losses are just fine. The Ducks game was listless, poor, kind of whatever, and... It sticks to my whole point is that there should not be games after the the day of the NHL trade deadline. Let people have a day to settle and go through everything because, quite frankly, I don't like the idea of teams are moving players in here and there and teammates had to say goodbye. There's a lot going on, and I'm not going to say that impacted the Canadians. I think this is just the end of their late night starts. That was the last 10, I believe that was a 10 p.m. start. I could be wrong. I kind of stopped paying attention to it because they all started super late and it kind of runs together. Got the opening goal, went behind three one. It was an uneven kind of game that was highlighted mostly by Anaheim Ducks fans finding a new reason to hate Mike Matheson when they didn't have one before, and that's just because he got sick and Mike Matheson got tired of Trevor Zegras very quickly. Second period ended. Matheson is just kind of taking the puck behind the Canadians net. Zegers comes over and just kind of gives him a shove. And Matheson is just not having it. And you know what? Good. He shouldn't be just, you know, sitting there taking that because why? And then in the second period or third period, Matheson basically gets a hold of him and he kind of yanks him backwards. Probably should have been a penalty on Matheson. Zegers retaliates. Canadians go to the power play. It's... I I like this team having a feisty edge to it. And that brings us to the Vegas game. Because the Vegas game started off, Canadians looked good through it originally, went behind 2 0. Still looked good, went behind 3 0. And all I was asking for at that point is to have a little spine, have a little bit of something to pride yourself on in this game here. And that clicked. The Vegas Golden Knights were the better team in the first half of this game. That is an indisputable fact. The second half of this game, the Montreal Canadiens threw everything they had at the Vegas Golden Knights. And that is, if you are Martin St. Louis, what you want to see. And he made in-game adjustments this time. Originally, you know, Rafael Harvey Pinar got moved back up to the top line uh, with Suzuki and Gurianov. And by the end of the game, it was Jesse and up there and Gurianov down a line. In-game adjustments matter because in this game, Mike Matheson, Absolutely walked Paul Cotter, scored a beautiful goal. Alex Belziel with the Jason a special light, so Sens fans or whomever don't yell at me, Fake the shot, then rips one top shelf on Jonathan Quick, and then Jesse Alonan and Rafael Harvey-Pinard combined for the third goal. Mike Hoffman ripped one off the post with the net empty that would have forced overtime. It didn't, and that's okay. Also notable in this game, Jonathan Kovasevich leveled Paul Cotter, who just did not have a very good second half of the game here. Alec Martinez charges Adam Kovasevich is more than ready for that. It was the perfect example of how you can tank and still have pride when you play. Everything about that game is what you want to see if you are a Canadians fan. Your young guys got on the score sheet, Mike Matheson got on the score sheet, Jake Allen. Played well, all things considered here. Some of your the veterans, Alex Bazil's scoring is always a feel-good thing. He made it to the NHL full-time this year, scored his first NHL goal, scored his second NHL goal, and it was a beautiful one. That's what you want to see. You want to see Yolonan and Harvey Pinard combining for goals that were started from Nick Suzuki doing that. All the right pieces were notable for all the right reasons in this game. And they didn't well, they went down three-nothing could easily, and last year they did. Throw in the towel and just go, whatever. Let's get the hell out of here and go home. They put the Hurricanes on Tuesday who absolutely blew the doors off the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning today. Not an easy one at home. They could have very easily just packed it in and said, we're going to rest and we're going to get there for that game on Tuesday. And they didn't. It's a 10 out of 10 tanking effort here across the weekend. They've now lost three in a row. And I don't know if NHL.com has the new standings up yet. They probably do not. They tend to take a little bit longer to update once there are other games going. But as far as I understand, the Canadians may... Nope, because Arizona is the only other team playing below them tonight. They will not move down in the standings, but a loss is still a loss. Vancouver obviously had their upset over Toronto on Saturday night in absolutely hilarious fashion because we love that. I find it hard to be kind of upset with how today went. If they had gotten blown out and just continued to wilt like they had at the start of the game, I would have absolutely been upset. But this is what I want to see from this team. I want to see a cohesive effort, and I don't think that's asking too much. I'm going to take a look here at the stats, It, which maybe the eye test tells something a little bit different here. Because I'm looking at this. Everything is in the Golden Knights favor in this game, which tracks, but it still feels like for the back half of this game, the Montreal Canadiens were the ones pushing the Golden Knights to their brink here. The first period was very much all Vegas, high danger chances, scoring chances. The expected goals ended up 2.72 for the Golden Knights and 1.97 for the Canadians at five on five in all situations, 3.01 to 2.77. It's a lot closer than it seemed. The Canadians' power play generated some good looks there. Again, across the board, everything that I could possibly be looking for out of a loss that I got in this game. Like I said, Carolina is up next, too. That's going to be a tough one. Jesperi Kotkin, on a heater right now. Jesse Pujarvi is expected to be in the lineup. Shane Goss' despair is there. Going to be a real tough test, and we're going to see what the spine of the Canadians looks like in this one. And I'm excited. We will have, obviously, the recap and everything after that game. We have a mailbag episode coming out on Tuesday for you all as well. But it is our Monday episode, and Monday means three up and three down. And we always start with the down, and there's one big one this week. And folks, I am going to get into that. Trust me. And that's all coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is the product I use every morning to help get my day started. It's 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, adaptogens, and everything else to help you start your day right, boost your immune system, your nervous system, help your energy recovery, focus, help fight aging. All of these things athletic greens can do for you. It's lifestyle friendly. So if you are dairy free or vegan or gluten free, they, this product will work for you. And it's, it's so much easier than taking multivitamins where you got to take a dozen different pills. They have everything you're looking for in one thing. And it's got over 7,000 five-star reviews Professional athletes, treat leading health experts all have something there for you. So right now, it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every morning, and that's it. Don't need a million pills or supplements or anything to look after your own health now. And to make it even easier, Athletic Green is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We are back here at Locked on Canadians. I am your host for the evening's proceedings. I am, of course, Scott Matla. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott Matla. Please make sure you're following Lock at LO underscore Canadians there, where I, for All that is holy will be in charge of the Twitter account for the next month, which should be a lot of fun. Uh, And if I'm not for you, well, you're going to learn to love me anyways because that's who I am as a person. So thank you. It is Monday. That means three up and three down. We always save the ups for last, so we end this show on a good note because we like to be a positive podcast, even if things are bad in Montreal. And right now, if we're talking about things that are bad in Montreal I want to directly address the Canadians health training rehab stuff, whatever it is. I talked about this a little bit with Sean Monahan's injury. Laura and I talked a little are gonna talk a little bit about this on Tuesday, because spoiler, we recorded that earlier in the day because we are smart like that. Caden Gooley did not play against the Vegas Golden Knights. He is considered day-to-day which could mean anything from he has a bone bruise or a, you know, a slight strain to his leg is amputated and everything is terrible, even though we know it is a shoulder injury and upper. They're calling it upper body. Definitely looked like a shoulder injury. Frederick Allard played against the Vegas Golden Knights, which good for him. Second career NHL game. Not a problem with that. Caden Gooley left the game against the Ducks after taking a hit from Max Comtois. He looked to be in a lot of pain, immediately grabbed his shoulder and tried to get off the ice, could not use his arm. Came back and still played a grand total of 18 minutes against the Ducks. Justin Barron is already out. My question is, if he had even the slightest thought or prickling that he's got an injury, why are you playing him? I, I get it that players want to play. I understand that. Why are you playing your top defensive prospect against a team at the bottom of the standings when he very clearly just sustained a so- shoulder injury after coming off another lower body injury earlier in the year? He's gotten banged up in junior. He had a hand injury. He had a shoulder injury or a hip injury, something I want to say it was a knee injury potentially, too. He had a couple of different ailments while in the WHL. Even if he thinks he's good to go, if you lose a game, it doesn't matter. You you should lose games to try and secure a top five pick. Hopefully a top three pick. That would be awesome. Jeopardizing the long-term future of one of your defensive players one of your players in general, this is not just about prospects. No one should be playing injured at this point. If you are injured, take the time that you need and make let Kent Hughes and Jeff Gordon and uh Sean Sedgwick and all those guys who handle the cap and transactions figure it out. You should not be letting players play injured this season. There's bumps and bruises, and yeah, I'm a little sore, and I've got... You know, where I blocked a shot, my foot's a little hurt after that. That is one thing. Playing hurt is one thing. Playing injured is a completely different thing. Because I'm pretty sure you need two functioning That's not a middle finger, I promise. Two functioning shoulders to play hockey effectively as a defenseman. Or a forward. Or a goalie. Or whoever. I don't understand how this keeps happening. Last year, led the league in man games lost. Historic amounts of man games lost. And yes, that includes Carey Price, who, you know, played in, who came back and also played clearly not 100%. I look at this season, and it is just thing after thing after thing of injuries. Slavkovsky's, you can't do anything about. Jake Evans, removed from the game, did not play. Can't do anything about that. But Caden Gooley has definitely played injured. Sean Monahan has definitely played injured. Mike Matheson at the start of the year played one game, had an internal, I think they said it was an internal core injury. Usually that means it's a hernia or some kind of muscle tear, came back a bit too soon, and then went and missed more time. This has to stop happening. You're jeopardizing so much long-term because the team is thin right now because of injuries out of their control. Brendan Gallagher out of their control, potentially. I We don't even know what his problem is. Paul Byron's been out. Sean Monaghan is on them. Caden Gooley potentially being out longer is on them. Arbor Jacki got hurt in a fight. Nothing you can do about that. That's a freak occurrence. That is just a thing that randomly happens. It's a tough thing to go through, and I understand that, that this team is doing the best they can to put out an actual NHL lineup on a given night. I understand that that is difficult, extremely difficult, and they missed a lot of guys here during the season. We had times when Hoffman was injured and when Ann was injured and when Dvorak wasn't able to play. Nick Suzuki's the only one. I, I also realized I didn't mention Cole Kofu, who played through a separated shoulder. He's one of your pillars of the future here. And my down for the week is I do not understand how the Canadians medical staff and how Jeff Gordon, everyone could be okay with this. If I'm Kent Hughes, I'm looking at this. I'm going, why are, why is this happening? You're the medical professional. They could play. They could say they want to play as much as they want. If they have an injury, they should be sitting. Simple as that. If you lose, Who cares? Losses aren't important in the grand scheme of things when you consider everything else that is going on in the future here. If you don't have young pieces at 100% in the future, what was the point of going through all this suffering then? If Cole Caulfield's shoulder doesn't come back 100%, if Caden Gooley's shoulder doesn't come back 100%, then what are you doing? You've jeopardized the future to maybe make a couple of more games competitive. There are 19 games left in this season. It's going to be a grind. It's a lot of good teams. There's going to be some blowouts. I would rather no one be playing injured during any of those. And that is that is the down segment this week for y'all. I It's been a while since I've yelled about anything on this podcast, so I apologize to both my neighbors who are probably hearing this and Carly who is sleeping upstairs right now. But it's just it's a frustrating, frustrating occurrence, and honestly, I'm tired of it. Out of everything in here, tanking discussion, watching this continue to happen is a problem, and it's got to change. To change gears on all of you, real quick, we're going to get into the ups here next. It's always good news when we do the ups because there's a lot of good stuff still happening around the Montreal Canadiens organization, even if they're not winning games. We're going to get into that coming up next. But first, today's show is also brought to you by one of our f- longest friends, the fr- people over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you got to try Built Bar. We're past the holidays. Spring is right around the corner, means more exercise, getting out. I like to go hiking once the weather gets nice. And that's why you got to try Built Bar. It's healthy and incredibly tasty, covered in 100% real chocolate only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 17 grams of protein. They're perfect first thing in the morning if you need breakfast on the go. They're great to get through the middle of the day if you need a little boost to pick you up or like after the gym, got done with a big lift, protein bar. Great for that. Hike, protein bar. Got done with a run, protein bar. Walk the dog for an hour, protein bar. Built bar is there for you in all of these situations. And now you can head into your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick them up wherever you are. You can get a four-pack of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs, or you can grab the 13-bar box at any Sam's Club near you. Folks, I'm telling you now, you don't want to miss out on this. Built Bar is everything you could possibly want in a protein bar and more, so please go check it out. We are back here at Locked On Canadians, and it is Monday. That means we're going to wrap up with three up and three down, and we're going to start in my neck of the woods. That is the Laval Rocket And they had their three-game win streak or their two-game win streak snapped on Saturday night. But they have kept an incredible run of form at Place Bell going. They have not lost at home in regulation since November 23rd. That's before American Thanksgiving. It is March 5th. It is an incredible run. And part of that this week was helped a lot by the play of one man who was on my up list and was on my down list to start this year a little bit. That is Mitchell Stevens. Mitchell Stevens played a huge role in getting the Rocket into overtime in both of these games with last-minute goalie-pulled goals. Once again, one against the Rochester Americans on Friday night. Rocket ended up winning that game in overtime. And then Saturday, trailing one nothing, having put another 40-plus shots on net. Stevens scores one on Arvid Sobelblom with 45 seconds left force overtime to get another big point to further cement their playoff spot there. Honestly, for a guy who started this year by getting ejected from a game for cross-checking someone in the neck, it's really really hard to not like what you're seeing from. Him. He hasn't had a game below 50% in the faceoff dot, I believe, in I have to check with Anthony Marcotte here, but I think it's been over two months, a truly incredible nice rebound from him, and it's come at a key time. They still don't have Donick Martel. Some of the younger guys are struggling a little bit here there. They don't have Harry Pinard. They don't have Belzeal. They don't have Pitlick. They don't have Yelonen. They don't have these guys, and they're still putting on strong performances every single night. They have the Belleville Senators on Wednesday. Always a tough match for them. Really excited to see what is next for the Rocket, and especially with who they're going to add after – chl seasons ncaa seasons and everything and and speaking of the chl and the ncaa it's time for what feels like the weekly lane hudson is amazing segment here and it's not just lane hudson in this segment let me tell you lane hudson finishes the year i believe with 42 points tops among all freshman defensemen one of the most amazing seasons you can check with hattie kalakash You can check with Sebastian High, Scott Wheeler. Everyone who is anyone in the prospects community has absolutely been going nuts over Lane Hudson. He fell to 62nd overall because he was small. And you know what we got? One of the best offensive defensemen in the country. Just a truly stunningly good defenseman here. Boston University will very likely be in the NCAA tournament here. They have the hockey's Tournament starting next week. And I got to be honest, Lane Hudson's going to go back to school next year. And that's okay. But he is just so, so insanely good. And next is going to be actually someone that I have my reservations about for a couple of different reasons. It's Riley Kidney. And Matt Drake's been following the QMJHL very much in depth this year, obviously with Joshua being there and Jordan Dume, his personal previous draft crush here. He got traded to the Gatineau Olympiques right around the uh, World Juniors, where he missed out due to injury. He has played 20 games for the Gatineau Olympics in the QAMJHL. He has 50 points, 12 goals, 38 assists. It, he has 95 points on the season. It's a silly amount of things here. And he sits fourth overall in total points here. Just an absolutely bonkers level of production. Dume leads the league with 117 points, which, sorry, Matt. I know Riley Kidney's slowly growing on me. And to put things in context here, Joshua has 35 goals and 77 points in his ninth. Still having a very good season overall, but I got to say, Riley Kidney's really growing on me and I'm excited to see what he does at the professional level. We didn't get to see a lot of him with the rocket last year. He was an extra forward in that. And Joshua Watt played one playoff game, but I think Riley kidney is going to be a very, very big factor in this. And now to tie it all together, we're going to move up to the NHL level here. Big shout out to Dennis Gurianov. not flawless by any means, but I understand why fans are excited. I didn't get to see much of his games until I got back here. And obviously those efforts were not the best from him, but I look at the game against LA and I see bits in the sharks game in here. I understand why he, why Dallas probably didn't want to part with him immediately. He's so he's fast. He's fast as all hell. You, you, I look at a given night where you go, Oh, Dennis Gurianoff, okay, he's fast. Josh Anderson, oh crap, he's fast. Yes, he alone, oh crap, he's fast. Rem Pitlick, oh crap, he's fast. How do you compete with that level of speed? It's not an easy thing to do. And Gurianoff brings a real powerful shot with that. I'm really excited to see what he can do through the rest of the season here. And I'm thinking he's someone that the Cavs might not qualify, but bring back with term at a lower cost. Because I think he exactly fits what this team is looking for in their depth forwards. I don't need him to be a top line star. Can he be a middle six, you know, and be periphery scoring? Yes, that would be great. His speed is game breaking. Truly, watching him in full gallop, it's no wonder Dallas fans love him. Or loved him anyways. Fast as all hell. And I gotta say, big fan. Big, big, big fan. He, makes, he gets on my up list here for sure, just because I also told Laura I would. I'm excited to see what else he can do, because if there's space against some of these other teams, he's going to absolutely burn them. And I'm hoping he gets a little bit more finesse in his game. I see the skill. I see the deficiencies. But oh my God, when it all comes together, it's beautiful. And if you have your own three up and your own three down, please sound off in the comments on YouTube. Just don't be rude, please. That's all we ask. Let us know on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. Let me know what you think of my list this week. Uh, I'd like to think I did a pretty good job balancing all this out. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can follow myself at Scott Matla. Please make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your daily podcasts and subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you ring the bell to get notified every time we post a new episode or go live. Folks, thank you so much for listening and we will see you all next time.